So specifically, now maybe I'll take a half step back and go into more detail about specifics that might be relevant. Um, he came to town for two weeks for my best friend's wedding and for us just to be able to spend some time together. Um, and then two weeks later, the relationship was over. Um, I guess you know whenever we would spend time together in person and then have to leave whether I was there or he was there or he was here um, I would always get really sad that I had to leave and I would cry and if he was in LA, he would leave, take a red eye home. So we would inevitably like lay on the couch for an hour before we had to go to the airport. And if I was there, I would have a 6 a.m. flight. So I would, you know, cry in bed before we went to bed. And then I would kind of slip out in the morning and take a car and, you know, quickly cry again. But we would kind of say our goodbyes the night before. Or something and something that I can think about more clearly now is this you know this past visit I was the most emotional I've been so far when we were going to split up I was very very you know crying very hard and we would lay on the couch and we would kind of lay together and he would you know, pet my hair and comfort me and try to, you know, we wouldn't talk that much, but we'd try to maybe figure out, you know, he'd say something like, you know, we'll make this work and it'll be fine and, you know, something like that. Um, and being able to comfort me even though I was very fucked up. And it's just so sad that I'd have to bring him to the airport and come home and he wouldn't be there, right? It's like the the room would just be cold. My whole apartment was, you know, loud and then it was silent. And, um, you know, I... And I this happened the last time that we had split up, too, that, you know, he'd go home and... We would be texting the, that day, you know, when he was at the airport of just, gosh, I already miss you so much. I'm so sad and, you know, just, just being, being upset, right? Um, and then a couple days would pass and life would kind of go back to normal. And I think more so for him than for me, or at least, you know, this is all from my perspective, right? I would be very sad and not sad anymore. I would feel very strong that I had this person in my life that made me feel so happy. Um, but I also wanted 
not reassurance, but it feels so good to be that, be comforted like that, right? That like proverbial like petting and and that that you know making that other person and you know showing them that the way that you know making me know that I'm the one or whatever you know and um, sometimes that's physical in person and other times it's you know what else do we have we've got the phone and the text and whatever other marginal ways that we communicate you know and um, like a couple of other visits you know, I would always ultimately start to get very sad again after a week, a week being apart again, because I would feel, I don't know if neglected is the word, I guess it, I guess it is, you know, I'd feel like, um, you know, the romance or that, that, that idealistic fantasy or whatever was like gone and we were just friends again. And it's not to say we wouldn't say we love each other, but there wasn't that pining anymore of just like the, you know, that little bit of fantasy or the ideal, like just the, the fairy tale shit that is something that I would need, that I really thought that I needed, especially since we weren't with each other, you know, just that comfort and, um, Know, just that comfort of like, gosh, I miss you. Um, and this is, you know, the disconnect would start to happen here where it was like he would say, I am telling you that you're not noticing it. You're only noticing what I don't do. You're not noticing what I do do. And that was something I could never explain. It was always just, um, well, there's just this feeling that I have that I'm not you know, being, um, paid, paid mind to or something, you know, part of this I imagine was we hadn't really concretely talked about our future of, you know, are we going to move? Someone going to move? You know, am I going to go there? Are you going to come here? There was basic, there was general talk of that, him coming here and he used to play poker for, for a living and so he would, you know, do that and he started, he hadn't done it in a few years but he had started to kind of go back in Baltimore a couple times just to like see if he still got it or if it worked for him and I think that was, you know, a foreshadow, you know, him just trying to see if he could make that work if he came here and um, that wasn't nothing. Um but there wasn't any direct conversation about what was happening next. And I don't know. I, it wasn't like I was actively feeling that, like I needed, you know, I need to know what's happening. Like you need to tell me more explicitly what, what's going on. Because I knew, you know, that that poker thing, or you know, for example, was like that was to be with me, you know. Um, but there is still that aspect of, you know, I don't know, feeling like I was on the back burner in some way. 
And I think also, you know, just the contrast of being here physically and I have him in front of me. It's like, you know, my, I haven't eaten in a week and now I have a plate full of, of food and I can eat whatever I want. I couldn't get enough when he's here. And then it's taken away from me again. And I couldn't handle that very well. And it made me sad and angry, you know. Little things became big things. Like, you know, why don't you text me in the morning anymore when I wake up because you're already way up before I am because of a time zone or, you know. Things that, that used to happen and then weren't happening were becoming very apparent to me, I think because I was in pain that he wasn't here, you know, that we just, that I had to deal with this thing that I wanted and I couldn't have. And there was no conversation. There was no end in sight, you know, it was all this, it was all this generality, just generalizations. And if I mentioned moving, you know, going there, I, that was never really greeted with, um, you know, that was never really fully embraced. So I always felt like, oh, you don't want me there. You know, me, you don't want me to come there. You know, I, I don't know. I think there was just um, something up with that. And I never, we never talked about that. I think part of it is just because it was this quick relationship that was like, there, there was an aspect of like, God, this is so good. Why do we have to, you know, like hashing out the details, the nitty gritty is like, we'll get there when we get there. Like, it's fine. Like, we have all the time in the world. It doesn't matter. Like, it's going to come to us when it does. But in practice, that wasn't, that obviously wasn't working, and it would spring up here and there of this shit I couldn't handle. And my response, you know, being upset or, yeah, being sad and saying, you know, you don't love me enough or however I said it, and him, that would just frustrate him to no end and I think it you know made him pull away it made him actually pull away even if he hadn't been before you know I perceived him to be pulling away and he wasn't but me bringing it up actually did and then and then I felt that and it became this thing that started to get out of control and I could it's like I kind of saw it happening and I was it's just, you know, for me, it was just like, God, just make it until we can, all I got to do is write it out and just make it until we can sort this out. And especially because we had just, you know, we had this trip that I thought was great. I was here for two weeks and I, I'd say, I don't know, two, two days of that we had like, we were kind of shaky, two half days or something. One right before the wedding and one, I don't remember, back in LA for some reason, we kind of had like a silent couple of hours. But I don't know, I was, we camped and we drove, we, we had a road trip, we rented a car and we were by ourselves for two weeks and I didn't want to kill him and if he wanted alone time he never expressed that you know I didn't feel you know I, I, I could picture us having a life like that and it worked for me and I'm, I'm, 
I don't know if it did for him or not, you know. There was a minute where he said, you know, oh, well, when I was here, I noticed that, you know, it was like I was, I was thinking about what, like, this would be like if we were living together, and I forgot what it was like to, you know, he is someone that needs his space and wants to be able to be alone, but that never came up while we were in person together, so... I remember him telling me that, you know, a week in after he had been back. And I was very caught off guard by that. And it really made me upset. It made me upset to hear it. And it made me upset that I didn't catch on to that when he was here. Because he was so, we were very, I was very in love with him when he was here. And being my silly, goofy self that I thought I was being accepted for, you know. And just spending time together, you know, we eat and we talk and we, you know, have our hobbies that we do and enjoy each other's company and, you know, it's good company. So, so that actually was the first time that I was really like, so, um, I know, like we weren't aligned. So now in hindsight, I'm kind of going back to moments like that where I say, well, I definitely, you know, there was something going on. There was something going through his mind that he wasn't sharing with me. And there's one, one thing to say about me not knowing it. He didn't, you know, like I, he didn't tell me about it. He wouldn't, he he didn't want to, he didn't think it was worth communicating that to me. How do I reconcile with that, you know? That's that's something I'm understanding of, and it's pretty big. And he didn't feel close enough to me, or didn't feel like it was worth mentioning, or whatever reason, whatever the why. It was, you know, it never came up. In hindsight, I'm able to say that's not very good. But you know, and then I can go on the other side, and you know, I, I don't know. I'm a patient person, and my mind, I could also say, yeah, I hope that I could in your trust in a way that makes you want to share that with me in the future. Um, and then there's the other side of me not noticing it, you know, him being here and um, if he was feeling that way, you know, that going through his mind, not even just sharing it, but me not, you know, me being oblivious to it. And... Um, Maybe that was me just being very blinded because I was having fun being able to, like I said, be myself and be goofy and, you know, he was laughing at me, that kind of stuff, you know. So I can't, I, I can honestly say there it wasn't like I was in denial and I noticed it and I was trying to ignore it. That just never happened. It wasn't like that. And when we left and we were laying on the couch, said, you know, I don't want you to leave, and he said he didn't want to leave either, and it was, you know, nothing indicated that that wasn't true, Um, so then the election's coming up, and, you know, so now a week has passed, and we're I had that conversation with him again. You know, this was when he told me, you know, I want my alone time. And I guess he was just having these thoughts of, you know, me bringing up again that I wasn't being loved and feeling insecure. And 
him finally sharing that stuff with me and you know it never really reset I never got that that comforting safe feeling like I do after we've had like a discussion of you know this this, this reset of like oh man like, I really love you so much I can't wait to you know whatever whatever this is where we got this like that that didn't happen this time it was still this uneasy thing and I imagine that that was just something on his end that he just I don't know if he wasn't fully sharing it or what but you know usually it was this thing that I, I, you know we've been able to reset and I could exhale and I'd set my breath I'd be holding my breath and I could exhale and say oh man I feel I feel better you know we had a conversation. I remember saying I felt better, but it wasn't. It's like I, I was still holding my breath a little. It's the only way I know how to describe it. And, and then the election came. And, you know, we were both reading the news and talking about the commentary of what's happening on the lead up and joked about what was the likelihood of you know, who winning, who what. I told him how years ago I was I came very very close to signing a contract to teaching English in Korea and then you know got a call for work that ultimately turned into me like having a job in TV for many years so I I kind of stopped calling the Koreans like I stopped returning their calls but it was very close and when this Trump stuff was happening I think it was even the election night as we were like watching 538 together it was like I remember him saying like you know I guess we're moving to Korea something like that, you know, and I thought, you know, I thought nothing of that, of course, and the election happened, and I was stunned, and freaked out, angry, confused, you know, didn't, you know, realizing how disconnected I was from half of the country, and just so frustrated, yeah, sad and scared and partially thinking that things were going to be happening, like doing things we couldn't take back, you know, whether that be nuclear or something happen something happening that was going to like, perhaps like be the demise of civilization. I was thinking that and I still do. And, um, the day after the election, we talked on the phone and, I don't even remember the details of the conversation now, I mean, honestly. And maybe that means that it's actually innate in my soul and it's true, you know, something that I, I can't make up because it's there. But, you know, I woke up the next morning. I went to Langer's. It was like quiet. I was stunned. I couldn't smile. I was so fucking baffled. And um, when I left, I called him because I just hadn't spoken to, I hadn't heard his voice and I wanted to just see how he was doing, I remember. And um, I, I can't remember what I said, but it was something in terms of like, we need to get the fuck out of here. I think it was kind of in response to this Krugman article that he wrote on the Times. 
the night before saying that, you know, the country actually might be a failed state. You know, we're too big and we're too, you know, whatever it was, I sent you that. I'm talking as if I'm someone in mind that I'm talking to right now, but Krugman said that thing that it was just, you know, who now what, you know, what, what, what do we do? And I remember saying that, like, what do we do? Like, do we just, do we, do we leave? You know, let's get the fuck out of here. Um, and I remember him saying, no, we can't do that. We have to fight. You know, it was like, and I just was like, I remember just being so out of it. Not out of it. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't feel out of it. It was just, you know, when I, I just remember saying, like, oh, why? Why can't we go? I said, well, not everyone's as privileged, and some people have to stay, and we have to stay and fight for the people that can't fight for them, you know, fight for themselves or something like that, you know. And um, it was just so fresh, you know. I was feeling so ashamed of being American, you know. It was just, you know, it was just such a gutting night. And, you know, you know. And I remember walking into my apartment and just whatever it was, the last thing we said was just like, I remember saying, I can't talk about this anymore. I'm too upset. You know, I just didn't have an answer because I was just talking at that point. of Just, you know, why? Why can't we just, you know, what? You know, just this confusion. And I hung up and I just said, yeah, this is just, I'm not, I said, I'm not ready to talk about this. And I hung up. And we didn't, you know, we kind of intermittently texted that day and the next day. I think he had a dinner with friends or, you know, whatever it was. We just were kind of not, we hadn't had another conversation in a day or so. And then Friday, I just... You know, I had just, I had felt that things were not good because I just, we hadn't talked and it was weird, I guess. You know, it was unusual, but, and I was just still feeling like I was still holding my breath from that conversation that we had had about just, you know, coming down from him leaving. And I texted him and I said, can we talk? And it was like in my mind, I knew, I like, it's like I felt that it was over. I knew it was over. Like I knew he was over it. That's how, you know, it's like how I felt. And I don't remember what it was, but, you know, I ended up calling him before work just to, you know, say, what's up? And he said, you know, when you said that stuff on the phone on Wednesday, it was so, he said something like, if a friend of mine had said that, it would have been a serious problem. And it makes me nauseated that, you know, you don't care or something. And I don't, you know, and I said, I do care. You know, and he said, I don't trust you. 
I don't believe you. I don't think that you care. Or, you know, I, I don't know what he said. It was, but it was, he said, I don't trust you. And I remember having that, just being so blown away by that. You know, I'm by no means the most political person, but I try to stay abreast and I care and I'm a woman and I've been around the world. I, 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 I lead a sheltered life in some aspects, but in others I don't. And I was just so taken aback that that was what I got from him. You know, I don't trust you. And I remember trying to kind of explain myself because I was just, but I, but I was so confused that he said something like, do you really, but like, but you know, are you even telling, are you, do you really like believe what you're saying right now? And I was just, you know, I, I must've just, I was so stunned in the conversation. I just can't remember it now. And I hope it's not me blocking out parts of it to make my story, my side of the story sound better. But if I, if I, if I am, it's not intentional, but I, I was just so shocked. And I remember saying something like, well, do you want to split up or do you want to, what is there to do or something? And he said, I think I'm done. And I said, okay. And I, I, I didn't know what to say. I didn't cry. I didn't, I think there was a minute where I said, well, you know, why? I kind of did that. And then I just, even, that didn't even feel, I, I, I didn't know what to say. I was so struck. And we hung up, and I was stunned. I was so fucked up. I, you know, I didn't know what happened. It was, and it was a quick conversation. It was fifteen minutes, you know, and I, I don't, you know, it was so. So, so then I, I had to work. I couldn't think straight. I couldn't, you know. I didn't know what to do. And I remember, I think it was the next night or something, it was just like, you know, what... All I could think of was, how could he think that that's who I am? You know, my core personality or something. And I sent him off some voice memo about how I had called Planned Parenthood, you know, Planned Parenthood and, you know figuring out wanting to fix my birth control before the new administration, you know, calling about this other medication, you know, whatever. I, it, it was like, I, I, I don't know. It's like, I felt like I had to, I was so lost that I had to explain myself. I had to explain that, that I gave a shit that I'm, that I was not this apathetic human who didn't care about you know, who was so entitled that didn't care about any, any disaffected or, you know, disadvantaged group. Um, it just, it just was so stunning 
So I sent some half-assed, you know, it was, it was only half-assed because I didn't know what to say. You know, I was just so confused. And um, I sent it off trying to make sense of something. I think probably saying, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I could, I could pull it up, but just, uh, you know, it's the thing about having this best friend that I had in him, right? You just kind of say what's on your mind as if you're talking to yourself, for better or worse, and sometimes things stick, and, you know, you take it somewhere that's, I don't know. And I was dealing with that for a minute, of just this, God, this guy thinks I don't care. How wrong can he be? You know, if only he could see. And that was just, you know. And I truly don't know now if that's, I, you know, and since then I haven't heard from him, let's say. You know, he wrote back to that four or five days later saying, sorry, I haven't acknowledged this. I'm, I don't know what to say. I'll try to write later. I wrote to him a couple more times, emails trying to, I don't know. Get a comp, get, get, you know, say something, or at least tell him how I felt about him. And I never heard from him again, you know. And, um, yeah, so do I think that knowing, you know, do I think that that's, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm sure it's all, it's, I don't know. I don't know if he's angry, if he thinks that I am this, yeah apathetic shit or if he knows that that's not true but it doesn't matter because we were never going to work out anyway because I'm a jealous girlfriend and why why talk about it if it's not going to work and I'm not willing to try so why should we talk about it let's just forget this ever happened I, I don't know I, I I don't know if I knew, would it make me feel better? Probably not. You know, I mean, on the one hand, it's like I'm getting off easy. Like, this guy thinks that I am like an uncaring person. Like, okay, I don't want to be with someone that doesn't fucking get it, that doesn't get me. Who, who, you know, out of every conversation we've ever had, you know, that, that was the thing that I said. It was like, this must this must have been something that had crossed your mind before, but you dismissed it. And then this, this you know, me saying something specific in this last conversation really was what incited the last straw. And if that's the case, I just don't know what it was because we never, we never said anything. You know, I mean, getting... Getting broken up with is always easier than doing the breaking up because when I do the breaking up, I always end up feeling regret afterwards, like I made the wrong decision and I could fix it. Here, I've got no control over it. He's decided that it's over, so it doesn't matter if I think I can fix it because, you know, his phone is off, so he's not, you know, I, I, I submit and I know there's nothing I can do about it, so that makes it you know, I must move forward. There's, there's no, you know, the onus isn't on me to say, did I make the right choice because I, it's out of my hands. But 
I do, I'm definitely, you know, it doesn't make sense to me. You know, how, how is this possible? And, um, I'm, I'm so, you know, that's the part of this, you know, what, 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 what was I, what have I been missing? What, what did I overlook this whole time that, what was I, you know, we were just, what was I doing that, and what were you thinking when I, however I was behaving for the past handful of months, you know, what, what was building in your mind about how the way that I existed in this world was incorrect and, and shameful. I don't know. You know, and then that, yeah, that just leads back into the same thing of like, why, why ought I care? Why, why should I care? Why should I put any more effort into trying to find out the answer if, if, if the conclusion he's come to is so wrong and he's so, he's able to so easily shut it down, you know? How there's there's I my emotions are more valuable than that. I you know I I, I have more I could be placing those emotions elsewhere instead of into this lost cause of this guy who I think is the best thing, but who actually I don't know, yeah, built a presentment or thought these things about me or maybe he always thought that he was smarter than me and he could look past it and it didn't matter but until it did or I don't know, you know, his he's, you know, his political inclinations and my more passive, like, activism, you know, it wasn't a problem until it was, let's say, and which I obviously think is so ironic because you, you know, how do we unite unless we're able to go to the other side and have and bring them back over to ours and educate and enlighten and have a conversation instead of uh, shutting down what you think to be the opposition and just saying, you're fucked up, you're wrong, we're going to do this without you. I, I, uh, I, I get that. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, that's, that's, that's it unfolded, you know. And, um, you know, that's why I'm confused and sad. Yeah, um, yeah. So I go back and forth of his, you know, being able to see this person as um, someone who has the ability to just like turn off the sentiment for me, or someone who is very, you know, yeah, someone who can just turn it off. Like what I, I, if that's happened once, that would happen again, you know. 
if that's the way you respond, if that's, you know, it's not compatible with me. I, I can't, I can't win against that. Yeah, and then the other part is, I'm an intelligent woman and I try and get better at my words and I can have open this up as a discussion and we can enrich each other. And I don't know. And obviously the answer is the first one, right? Like, I don't want to be with a person who's like that. I don't want to be with a person who, you know, I don't want to be with a person who thinks I'm shitty or who's able to dismiss, you know, I, I, I already know. I already know the answer. I already know the answer. Okay.